Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting Slate's parenting podcast for Monday, February 13th, the to stay or not to stay edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's eight, and Teddy, who's six. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Zach Rosen. I make the Best Advice Show podcast, and I'm the dad to Noah, who's five, and Ami, who's two. We live in Detroit, Michigan. I'm Jamil Lemieux, a writer and contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column. I'm mom to Naima, who is nine and three quarters, and we live in Los Angeles. All right. Well, today on the show, we've got a really interesting question. Should a couple stay together for the sake of a child? But it's not in the way you might think. Our letter writer fears that they need to be around to run interference because the father, quote, is just not a great parent. So we'll get into that first. Then we'll do recommendations. And we're going to wrap today with a special project for you listeners. So be sure to stick around for that. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to start off with our question. Take it away, Shasha. Dear Mom and Dad, I want to know if we, my partner and I, should stay together for the sake of our kid. Not so that he has a two-parent household, but so I can run interference. For context, my son is three years old. His dad is just not a great parent. Not anything that would limit custody, but just things that aren't great. Like he fails to pack food for outings and then gets mad when our son has a hangry meltdown. He puts our son in front of the TV instead of playing with him. He doesn't check food ingredients for a known allergen. Should I stay in this relationship until our child can advocate for themselves? What age is that? What am I not considering? Thanks all. To stay or not to stay. So I think these are maybe things that would limit custody because you're describing him as being incapable or unwilling to provide adequate care. You know, like you have to feed a three-year-old throughout the day. You have to check food ingredients for an allergy. Like these are serious things. I don't know the nature of your discontent in your relationship, why you want to divorce or, or separate rather, why things are, you know, how bad things are. But I wonder 
if they're to the point where you think you could survive them to benefit your child, do you think this person could go through some training? Like, do you think you could show him? And it's unfortunate that you have to because this is a grown ass man. But like, do you think that you can model adequate parenting and work to get him to a place where he's able of performing it himself? That might be worth considering. But at this point, you're describing somebody who shouldn't have overnight visitation. Yeah, they seem unfit. <laughs> they don't they seem unfit for, you know, parenting by themselves. And so I my sympathies are with you, you know, at the idea of staying in a relationship you don't want to be in for the sake of your child and also perhaps consider a, a future where you're doing it by yourself with limited participation from him if he's not capable of stepping up and being the sort of father that he needs to be. What do you guys think? I agree. And I'm just curious the nature of how many times you've had this conversation where you're, where you're like, dude, come on, will you play with him? And like during those times, is he like, uh, uh, is he like unresponsive? Is he like, oh, I want to, but like, I'm so tired from work or is it, or is he just like not present? Sounds like, I know it's not like you were saying to me, let's not, it's not the, the mom's job to, to model everything and kind of hold his hand through this is how you are supposed to be a parent but um it it's probably worth doing that a little bit um before committing to not being with this person anymore yeah i have i have so i, I want a lot more ad- context though additional questions yeah because yeah. it sounds to me i mean would you agree that this sounds like the letter writer is is ha- separating is inevitable Like, I want to separate, but do we stay together so that I can run interference? Yes, that that perhaps is the thinking, because when they said, should I stay in this relationship, um, you know, until our child can advocate for themselves, what age is that? So, yeah. So I just wonder if, like, some sort of counseling or something... To say, like, we have a child, presumably together. I presume that because custody is an issue, like, both of them have some kind of stake in this child, um, such that they could technically both get custody. But, like, have you had the conversation that you are going to leave? Have you had the conversation of, if I leave, this is what it looks like? Because I do wonder, like, is some of this part of the relationship problems like i look at each of these and i think like does he fail to pack food for outings because he's angry at you or angry Mm. at like well i'm gonna self-sabotage right or it i think people do that sometimes when they're angry so like is he a bad parent just always he's always been a bad parent he's incapable of doing these things you know with the allergen things i've seen families who maybe one parent doesn't actually think there's an allergy you know like are those sort of things also at play because i would think if your child has some kind of like life-threatening peanut allergy failing to check for a peanut products is is a health yeah. and safety issue yeah. yeah or is it like your son is gluten-free because he's reacting to things, but your partner doesn't agree with that diagnosis. Like, is it something like that? Not that that makes any of this better, but I'm wondering what the context is. Is it passive-aggressive parenting or negligent mm-hmm. parenting or some 
combination. Yeah, like, is the child a pawn in this game yeah. about the relationship mm. versus, mm. like, being a bad parent? I mean, I guess that would also be <laughs> making your child a pawn as being a bad parent. Right. Um, but is there some kind of, like, counseling or arbitration? Have you spoken to an attorney? My advice would be if you believe that the separation is inevitable, that you should go talk to an attorney about what that is going to look like, what um, the chances are, given what you know, that you're going to get custody, what the custody battle will look like, right? Is this person going to fight for custody? I don't, there's just a lot of these questions that I think you need to think about to figure out what is best for the kid, because I, I don't know that staying around and you running interference when these things are happening is good for the kid either, right? If you're constantly grabbing the snacks and saying, like, you can't have this that dad gave them, mm. that is also a complicated, like, yes, we're stopping the child from eating the thing that he can't eat. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's also some, like, psychological damage to having a environment in which this is all happening. I wish this person was just the guest on our show today so we could ask some more questions. Definitely have more questions. At the heart of this is like, how do you consider a child when you're thinking about separation? I guess is the, mm -hmm. is the question. I think that's an excellent question. I mean, I think a lot of people stay together, you know, for the sake of the children with very, you know, mixed results. You know, it seems that the only reason for staying in the relationship would be the child here. It can't be interference. It has to become him learning how to care for his child. You know, that's the only thing that makes sense here. Because otherwise, you can do this by yourself. If your job, as it relates to him, is to make sure that he doesn't cause some tremendous harm, you can eliminate the harm. Mm -hmm. I guess to step in for the, the letter writer, who I know nothing more than this letter, but it seems like their fear is that the child would have to spend some time right. with, with the father, the father without mm -hmm. anybody necessarily else present. Yep. And I guess I just wonder what is the actual reality of that being the case. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that any, none of us are qualified probably to answer that. But I think that is for this letter writer, the missing piece of information. Right. Would this guy even want custody? I hate to say that. I think that's a consideration, which is why I wonder if some kind of like, mediation or counseling not for the hope of reconciling but with a third party sitting down and saying like here's the situation in front of us we're clearly not happy we're headed towards separation like the relationship itself seems broken yeah but we have this child and yeah. so what are our options going forward and how are we going to agree to do this right yeah. mm -hmm. um and it's possible he doesn't want to participate in that but then i'm not really sure what you do, but it, it seems to me that there's some harsh realities of like, if I if we separate, you are also partially responsible for this child, and these are the things I'm worried about. You know, mediation is so is so helpful, can be so helpful. This parent who wrote in has so many just open questions. It sounds like they need to talk to their partner and and a mediator, or, or you know, and or an attorney too. To stay or not to say. Hopefully, we've given you a few things to think about. We would love to know how things are going if you would like to check back in. Everyone else, do you have a question you'd like us to answer? You can send it in. Email us at slate.com or you can send us a voicemail. You can give us a call at 
1-800-273-9318. That's right. We have a new phone line. So you can call us while you're out for your morning walk, waiting for school pickup, while you're at basketball practice. We love to hear from you. We want to know what's going on. We, we want your questions. We want to know right after you've listened to us what you're thinking. So again, that number is 646-357-9318. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. It's finally time for recommendations. Zach, what are you recommending? Okay. I am recommending something that I think this, this emerges out of Shira's life growing up, my wife. I'm recommending there are times in the day and times in our lives where it's really nice for a group of people to chant your name with spirit and and sass this comes because the other night shira's best friend rachel was over with her daughter and the six of us were eating dinner and rachel's daughter um wasn't very excited about the meal i made frankly it was delicious so that was like her issue but um we decided to start to chant her name and it got her so excited that she took some more bites of dinner. When we were done chanting with her, it seemed like everyone else wanted a chant. Um, and then, so we started to chant for Ami, and then we started to chant for Noah. And in fact, I recorded it. Um, so we're gonna listen to a bit of this kind of group chanting, and I hope the spirit moves through you, and, and you might uh, be excited to, to do this at your next family gathering if you're just feeling like you need a, an emotional pick-me-up. I think that's what this the, the family chant does. So um, here we are chanting for Ami. Ami, 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 Ami. Did you drop some orzo? Yeah. Ami. That was two grains. It was the world's smallest but It's really fun. It wasn't like eat, 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 like um, <laughs> like in Matilda when um, when they're cheering for Brucey to to finish the chocolate cake. It wasn't like that. It was like, oh, this could be fun. And so, had she not eaten the orzo, it, I think it would have been equally fun. You could use it for like trying something hard or trying something new. Yeah. Or or just, just or just like if your kid is like feeling down, or if you're feeling down, you know. 
It's a nice, I do it's find nice that once you, like, once you do something like this for one, you got to commit to doing mm-hmm. it for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. You can't leave anybody behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the adults got chanted for too. Don't worry. Definitely. If you do this, send in your audio clips. Yes. Let's go, we'll compile <laughs> your chance. More, more family we'll chance. Make a mixtape. Jamila, what are you recommending? Um, I'm recommending a show that I liked more than I thought I was going to. It was supposed to just be something I fell asleep to, and I did fall asleep to it. But that 90s show on Netflix is really cute. Really? It's very, yes, it's silly. You know, I didn't think I would like a show. I was like, it's about teenagers and it's a sitcom, you know, like, and it's just so weird. That these are now children and like... You know, when I watch that 70s show, even though the actors are very young, like I'll still always think of them as being older than me because they were, you know, big kids when I was little. And um, well, I guess maybe not little. Maybe I was in like middle school, high school. But anyway, um, it's cute, you know, like it's cheesy, but it's cute. And uh, the actress who plays uh, the lead character, who's the daughter of Eric Foreman and Donna, um, who he just married, so it's a cute show. Naima didn't watch it with me. I would let her watch it. There are some references to sex and drugs, so not everyone would let their nine-year-old watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is generally a family-friendly show, but there are a few sex and drug references. Does it have the same like feel-good, fun kind of vibe as the 70s show? Yes, even more so. You know, I felt like the original one was a little snarkier. This one feels like it was written for a younger audience than the original one. If the original one felt like it was teenagers being written for grownups, um, yeah. this one feels like they thought about teenagers watching it too, but it's cute. I'm recommending a lovely book called The Mamas, What I Learned About Kids, Class, and Race for Moms Not Like Me by Helena Andrews Dyer. This is recommended by another one of my mom friends and uh she was not even through it when she recommended it. I got it on audiobook and, like, digested it so quickly. It is funny. It is just, like, soul-filling as a mom. But it is also one of those books that, like, really kind of speaks to your heart about a different experience. Mm-hmm. It addresses a host of differences in Helena's experience as a black mom in D.C. She's in a mostly white um, mom's group. And it is funny. It is poignant. It feels like listening to your best friend tell about her wild day. And I just really loved it. I laughed. I cried walking around the house with it in my my earbuds. It's just really great. So I I definitely think you should check it out. It's called The Mamas. It has a really fun, bright cover. And I think it'll just... Make you feel good inside while making you think, which is kind of my my favorite kind of book. So check it out. I have to co-sign that. I love The Mamas. Such a good book. Helena's an amazing writer. And if you, I would strongly recommend a memoir that she wrote when she was rather young, like she might have been 30, um, called Bitches the New Black. And it is really good. She's just a hell of a storyteller. All right. Well, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you may have heard us joking about creating a Madaf cookbook. Well, we're not actually doing that yet, but we have been thinking a lot about how recipes and meals shared with parents or our own kids sustain us. Yeah, so this is going to be a, a collaborative project, hopefully featuring you, dear listener. What we want to do is compile your stories about the meals that your parents or guardians made you growing up or the meals you 
are subsequently making for your kids that um, have have nourished you, you know, not just physically, but but also emotionally. I think back to the linguine and white clam sauce with parsley and garlic that my mom would make for me. That was like my birthday meal, kind of my favorite meal. You know, just thinking about it, I can, I'm kind of transported back to my mom's kitchen. And I'm realizing that this idea is inspired by uh, the great chef and food writer, Samin Nosrat. She wrote this essay in the New York Times Sunday Magazine a couple years ago that stuck with me. Um, you know, she's the salt, acid, fat, heat author. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked, I'm just going to read from the essay here. Uh, she writes, I associated salt with the beach where I spent my childhood seasoned with it. There were the endless hours in the Pacific near our home in San Diego, swallowing mouthfuls of ocean water when I misjudged the waves. Tide pooling at twilight, my friends and I often fell victim to the salt water spray while we poked at anemones. Maman, I think that's her mom, Maman kept our swimsuits in the back of our blue Volvo station wagon because the beach was always where we wanted to be. She was deft with the umbrella and blankets, setting them up while she shooed the three of us into the sea. We would stay in the water until we were starving, scanning the beach for the sun-faded coral and white umbrella, the landmark that would lead us back to her. She always knew exactly what would taste best when we emerged. And here's the, the food part. Persian cucumbers topped with sheep's milk feta cheese rolled together in lavash bread. We chased the sandwiches with handfuls of ice-cold grapes or wedges of watermelon to quench our thirst. We want to hear your stories. Tell us about the foods and the, the memories associated with those foods that, that have nourished you through the years. And if you do, we are hoping that you will send it to us as a voice memo. Or you can call us on our new phone number, which is 646-357-9318. So again, send us a voicemail to slate.com or just call us and talk about this, this meal that is, you know, sticks out to you uh, at 646-357-9318. We are so excited to hear from you. All right. Well, that's it for our show. This episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Mara Curry. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of audio at Slate. For Zach Rosen and Jamila Lemieux, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.